Hello, welcome back to the third installment of the Early Career Teacher series. In this episode, I catch up again with our intrepid new science teacher, Vicky Hilditch, and see how the first half term post Christmas went in her school. With all the challenges of COVID still at large, in addition to the normal hurly burly of teacher life. We'll find out how she's getting on now she's reached the halfway point of the academic year, and she's even daring to dream about those summer holidays in the far distance. I hope you enjoy our conversation, as it's now time for us to hear this instalment of Vicky's View from the Lab. Hello, Vicky, um, and uh, welcome to the View from the Lab podcast. Um, it is now, what are we, middle of February, and you are coming towards the February half term. Is it next week? It's next week, yeah. It's next week, okay. So you're kind of, that was always when I was a teacher thinking that's kind of the halfway point of the year, really, uh, in terms of uh, your the time you've time that's elapsed and time still to go to the the glorious summer holidays uh, in July um how are you feeling today very tired but it doesn't feel like it's halfway though I feel like I'm not I, I still feel very new <laughs> yeah, it feels like a third of the way probably yeah. uh, as you go through. <laughs> so you've um you had a good start to the year obviously we caught up a couple of times um before Christmas and um uh, in between these times, it's been quite an eventful year, really, for education. I know there's always things going on, but this year, again, is a, a unique experience for you in terms of the kind of challenges for teachers across the country, um, uh, you know, tackling the uh, uh, the usual challenges of, of being a teacher in the classroom, in the science classroom, but also the added uh, pressure externally from the, you know, the public health um, issues, the COVID, of course. How has your school been coping in the first couple of months of the year because I have been speaking to some teachers and me saying that has been you know staffing has been difficult how has it been in your school it has been there's been a lot of absences um and then it's trying to ensure everyone's caught up so you've got different pupils out at different points um obviously they can't plan when they're not going to be in so it's sort of organizing to try and fill those gaps because sometimes pupils have been off for like two weeks and that's quite a lot of learning then lost because that could be an entire topic and you've moved yeah. something else by the time they come back. So it's trying to ensure all the time that I keep recapping things, which has been really difficult to remember who's been in, who hasn't been in, when someone back, have I set them any extra work? So it's been a challenge in that respect. Um, but it seems to be, since we've been back, touch wood, it's been a bit better since January, February, compared to like okay. last year. In terms of, I mean, what's the challenge been like in terms of, What's the expectation in your school? So when you've got um, a child off with um, uh, COVID in terms of the hybrid learning situation, how are you managing that? How are you, obviously you've got your main lessons to prepare and, and deliver as, as normal, but um, what are you doing in your particular science department to, to support? Is it just you're sending textbooks home? Is it you're putting videos up? Is it uh, using a VLE, kind of virtual learning environment? Um, what is it that, what do you tend to use in your school to kind of put that work to, to the children at home? I've just been sort of um, setting them work. Not a lot of got textbooks at home, so I've been showing an online version of a textbook for my GCSE pupils, and then I've been sending them like a booklet home. So I just take my lesson, like this in the PowerPoint, and then I take all the tasks out of it and put it onto like a workbook for them so they can print that off and fill that in, or they can fill it in on the computer. And then I'll try and include some like BBC Bite Size links or some, some of the Oak National Academy links, something so they've got something else to read to help them to fill that in. Uh, it's been it was hard to start with but it's like as I sort of now when I make a lesson I just make one of those booklets as like a second nature sort of task so it, it will be useful I think for in the future but if I use those lessons again if I'm ever not in for cover they'll be useful then uh, if anyone ever isn't in 
I don't I do feel like I'm doing it for waste and it helps me in my planning and my lessons like seeing what kind of tasks they're going to be doing okay so it's kind of um I've heard a lot of um teachers talk to me about booklets and is that are they, they something they're quite popular in your school because I know that um on the podcast people have spoken about the, the booklets and how they structure their work and um some teachers use them for uh, maybe lower attainers more often than not but um how how using your science booklets in your school what what's what's the approach you're taking i so i do one for each lesson and i staple it into their book and then depending on whether we're getting thing, through things quickly we might miss things out of the booklet but it helps knowing that the kids that's what the kids have got to have complete by the end of the lesson i know whether they've done a task or not which is quite easy, nice for me like because i'm quite early on i don't know from walking around the room whether they're like up to scratch or up to speed and it's very easy for me to notice when they've not done a piece of work when they've missed a task out so it's it's helping me I think get used to that sort of thing but the fear I had with it was people would look through my books and they go oh but none of them have done this task or none of them have done this last thing and I've gone well actually it's because they've nailed it straight away so we've moved on to something else so I think as long as you use them in like a flexible way they work better I think my GCSE classes, I'm using my lower ability GCSE classes, and they all seem to really like having that because there's not excess amounts of writing. Right, okay. And how, how do you um, decide to put them together? So do you have uh, kind of like a higher tier version, like a middly version and kind of a lower attaining version? Do you have like three versions or do you have like five versions? Do you have one version? How do you decide what to give what each class is about? Uh, so I tend to do like a base one. Uh, so that's for that class. So they'll all be similar progress grade but then I'll have like different things in different se- uh, sections so if I've got like a higher ability student in my say set three class I'll do like a foundation pack for them but then I'll have higher questions so when we go on to like a task I'll say right everyone come up with this task and then I'll go to that person and say but can you start on question number three so it's yeah. like a, it's not like obvious they'll all get to that point hopefully as they work their way through but I can like sort of pick up the, the starting points for some people's Right. Okay. So you can kind of yeah select the the bits that may be relevant for those those students at the right time. Okay. And how do you do? You use them of interest in terms of your practical work as well. How do you how do you approach that in your school? Do you are you using booklets for that or lab books for particularly for kind of the GCSE stuff, or is it a bit more free form? Do you just tend to use exercise books and plan it the way the teachers want to plan it? Is, is there a set way you do things on that side of things? Not a set way. I've been still making the booklets, but I've been printing them on a different colour paper. So I print them on like a slightly yellow paper so they know that that's a required practical then. And then I'll have like a bit more that they can go away. And that tends to be like a couple of lessons work. So I'll try and do like the setup so they understand the science behind it. Then we'll do the practical and then they'll have some exam style questions in the back. So that could be two, three lessons in that booklet. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, how are things going in terms of the practicals? I know that the, the, the academic year before this one, um, they were my impression is they were a lot more just dis- disrupted but um, this year things seem to be kind of going a bit back to normal are, are kind of number of practicals you want to do relatively as you want to do them and a the number you want to do them in the time you've got is, is it are things kind of back to normal in that sense mostly yeah it's just if there's a lab tech off that your problem arises um, with the same sort of situation with covid um, but i am started to do more because that was always a fear of mine because I didn't really do many last year yeah. So I wanted to step up and I wanted to do more, but I've managed to, with my key stage three classes, I see them three times a week. I wanted to be doing at least one practical a week and I've managed to do that this half term. So that's been quite nice for them and quite nice for me to get that experience. So definitely a lot better, yeah. That's good because I know that uh, even if you are well versed in a particular practical, maybe you're a specialist in that topic, sometimes 
uh, when you give a, give a class a practical, it, it never seems to go exactly how you thought it might might go uh, with different groups. So it's definitely worth you know when you when you can get those repetitions and, and see the kind of potential pitfalls as you go through. I imagine that's um, that is a bit of a learning. Well, definitely what's for me in terms of learning curve of, of what works in reality compared to what the sheet says to what the, how the kids might interpret it. So I, I imagine that's nice to to do a bit more practical and. Um, and obviously, um, nine times out of the ten, the, uh, the the students are quite keen to to get you know to, to get involved in the practicals, aren't they? So um, I was thinking about because it was the time of, the, of year that we're talking now. So as they were in mid February, the advanced information has, has come out um, relatively recently. Um, how are your how's your science department feeling about it? Um, are they kind of positive, negative? Are they um, uh, just kind of uh, are, they, are they changing the approach in any way this year because the exams are slightly different what, what have you decided to do in your school in terms of response to the information from um, obviously the, the, the exam boards uh, we've decided to well we haven't directly told the pupils yet what the subjects are going to be we're going to wait until after half term to try and like finish make sure everyone's finished off all the course because we want to make sure they've got all the biochemistry physics knowledge to be able to pass the exam irregardless of that information so we want to make sure everyone's at that point first and then it'll just be, they're the areas where we can focus. But we've sort of said we don't want to not include any of that information. That, so there's a not included on this paper section. And so what we're thinking of doing is we're going to do like a introductory, like start to do now activity when we go in to recap that important knowledge that might not be on the exam. So we're getting warmed up. And then that main part of the revision sessions after half term be those topics that they need that probably will come up on the exam from that list. And then making sure we do those required practicals that are listed as well. I think there's three for each one-ish. So we're going to make sure that we've gone through all those again. Right. Okay. So you, so you sound like you're in a good position in terms of finishing the curriculum, because I know that obviously different schools have been affected by the pandemic and to different degrees and, you know, different staffing issues and challenges across uh, across the whole of the UK, not, um, you know, and internationally, I guess. But in terms of the, you know, the, the GCSE exams, um, you sound like you're kind of in a as good a position as you can be. And how are you, how are the Year Elevens um, feeling at the moment in terms of are they getting worried about their exams? Are they quite? Is your school quite a relaxed school? So they're all kind of just not too not not too uh, anxious about it. How's how are the how's the general feeling in, in Year Elevens? Are they kind of glad things are back to normal? Or are they a bit annoyed because the exams have come back to them in the yeah. kind of more standard way? I guess. I think they're they're all right. To be fair, they're better than I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be. A bit annoyed because seeing the last two years and how their exams have gone uh, we've just had mocks so I've been going through papers with them this week and they've done to be fair well on the papers but I think it's that realization started to sink in of okay this is serious now like I'm sitting papers and we're going through papers it's that's it started to sink in now so I think definitely this week I've noticed a change in some of them like a bit more serious a bit less silly like okay this is serious we need to crack on now but they're not overly worried, and I think the nerves will creep in a bit more next half term. As the, as the week's gone. So I guess you've got lots of revision planned in that, that period between uh, February half term and Easter. It's a big, obviously a big um, big unit, not, not a massive unit of time, but it's kind of, they say, that that focus kind of shifts, doesn't it, after February half term, and they can kind of see the, see the finishing line. And um, is your school um, doing bits and pieces around the kind of normal lessons that they kind of put on a few after school sessions as well uh, to support the GCSE students I guess yeah we have like uh, period sixes so we'll rather than have like every subject every half term we take it in turns so I think like this half term there's not been any science period sixes just so they're not going to get overwhelmed they can pick and choose what 
classes they go to. But as was last half term, we did a period six on a Thursday for chemistry and physics. So they used to come in and drop in, and then I think we're doing one next half term again. Right, okay. And um, how are they selecting your school of interest? Are they kind of uh, gently encouraged to certain because um, people to come more than others, or is it an, is it open house and you know anyone can come? How does your school decide decide that? Because I've worked in different schools, and sometimes they're a bit more um, uh, encouraging to certain, certain students to make sure they attend those sessions. How, how's your, your how's your school thinking about it? Yeah, it's very similar. So they kind of get invited and then as a teacher, I might go up to a certain one to go, you might want to come to some period sixes. And I always tell them what we're going to do as well so they can like have a bit of a read around. So if they're not sure on a subject, they've done a bit of revision already before they've come because they've had a bit of a read around it. But we strongly encourage some to come more than others, but it's welcome to anyone that wants to come. Okay. And um, uh, apologies, I've forgotten. Does your school ever have a sick form or not? Because I was thinking about A-levels as well. Does yours... It does. And how is there much difference in terms of um, students' uh, approaches? I mean, are the A-level students um, kind of feeling more nervous, I guess, because they've had the least experience of external exams, uh, you know, year 13s, haven't they? Yeah, I haven't got any year 13 classes, but I have been speaking to the department and they're saying they can, they've noticed a definite difference between this year 13 and other previous years because they've not had they've not been exposed have they to those exams they're not used to the terminology or the language they didn't have any exams last year of the new format and yeah. they didn't sit their GCSEs the year before so I think when they did their mocks it was a bit more of a shock for them because uh, they did those just before Christmas but they think they're starting to settle down now okay so they're all kind of um getting into into, into the zone and uh, getting their heads down for the, the final important study period so um so say you've, you've got got halfway you're um you seem um still um full of energy vicky and you seem like you're um kind of raring to go for the second half um are there any things that you are looking forward to other than year 11 leaving of course <laughs> for the last second half half of the term is there any things that kind of are in the plan for your school because i know in schools Sometimes when you're thinking kind of even past the exams, etc., does your school do any anything um, a bit different in the summer term out of interest? Because I know most schools, sometimes they run trips, sometimes they uh, do put on different events and all schools are very different and uh, they all kind of focus on different things. So is there anything in the school calendar that is possibly maybe not happening? I guess it's going to be all revision to, to definitely until Easter and May half term, etc. But um, is there anything further, further on in the school year that you know is going to be happening and you're quite looking forward to? Uh, there's a residential which I've signed up for so that's a four-day residential so I said I'd do two of those days so hopefully that would be quite nice to go and experience that. Okay, yeah. Anywhere nice? Where, where, you, where are you off to? Ooh, I think it's I can't it remember it's <laughs> secret yes it's a secret. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Okay but yeah. it sounds what year group is it? What year group? Uh, I think nine. Year nines, okay, yeah. okay, year nines, all right, okay. So something that kind of uh, nice within the kind of the school calendar to look forward to as well. Yeah. It's nice to see the different sides, and it's not just um, mm-hmm. just academics. I know obviously school uh, we uh, is focusing on um, getting the students there that they're reaching their potential for the exams. But I know within schools there's always other other things going on. Um, and uh, how many parents' evenings have you got left before the end of term? Have you got many more? I think I've got four. Still four to go. Okay, so quite a few. Quite yeah. a few, okay. Um, and um, I can't remember if I spoke to, about this last time, but you, is it going to be virtual all the way to the end of the year, do you think? Or, uh, no, we're doing a hybrid one. Uh, so we've got our first hybrid one, um, which is just after half term. It's that Tuesday after we're back. So okay. first uh, hour and a half will be face-to-face. So parents are coming in for five-minute appointments. 
and then we've got to quickly go to our rooms and then 15 minutes later we're online for an hour right okay because i was going to say it's hard to as a, you know speaking from the user point of view uh, as, a, as a parent as well um i was wondering how you were going to organize that in terms of because i know the height when you're doing it online uh you just disappear after 10 minutes or what have yeah. you and i wonder how that how it's more difficult to manage but i guess yeah if you've got a slot for in-person and separate or hybrid that could work um uh, quite nicely so that's good okay um so it's good so you sound like you're organized sound like you're positive it sounds like you're are uh, um obviously ready for your break in um in in, Febru- in the february half term um so i hope you have a good week off and uh, you have some time just to um, not get ill like most teachers do when they finish the half term and get a cold or something um, and uh, you've got some time to enjoy yourself in the half term and I'd like to if you're available we'll probably catch up again uh, sometime nearer the exams and see how things are going and how your students are, are kind of looking forward or dreading the oncoming uh, exams and how things there so thanks again for joining me today Vicky um, appreciate your time thank you we go that's episode three done and dusted i'm going to be catching up with vicky again around easter time to see how the revision classes are going and how students are feeling now examinations are getting closer if you would like to come onto the podcast and give us your view on science education feel free to email me on andy.woods at pearson.com thanks again for listening and i'll see you on the next one